Breakfast with Friends, exclusive to CCFM 107.5. You're listening to CCFM's Breakfast with Friends. My name's Jonathan Haller. With me in studio is Rachel Govender. This morning, we are chatting to Executive Director from Freedom of Religion South Africa, Michael Swain. And we say very good morning to you, sir. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Always great to be with you. So, Michael, uh, thanks for your time. And uh, just less than a month ago, we were really asking people and saying, come on, come on, come on, make your voice heard. The proposed amendments to the Health Bill Act are a real thing um, because of the state of disaster coming to an end and all of that. Just give us a full update with regard to what's happening in this regard. Well, the first thing to know is that the initial phase for comment uh, ended with over literally 280,000 submissions made uh, individually to the Department of Health, basically objecting to the draft health regulations. And we know that that number would be significantly exceeded because many people were just emailing in directly. So that number could easily uh, be around about the 350,000, 400,000, which is significant. But the real problem is, of course, that as you are probably, and I'm sure well aware, when the 30-day transition of the regulations which were passed at the end of the state of national disaster came to an end, literally at the midnight hour, and I say literally, uh, the Minister of Health then took a subset of the regulations which were being commented on and basically uh, passed those into law. So those are regulations. They're made under the National Health Act. They have the force of law. And they are potentially there, therefore, indefinitely. And this is the way in which we will basically be needing to adjust to living, according to government, because uh, they have now passed these regulations, not having in any way, it would be impossible for them to have considered all the uh, public participation process. So that already is going to be the subject of, I think, multiple um, actions for basically uh, breaches of administrative justice. The government cannot ask for comment, get significant public participation, and then simply uh, override it and ignore it and just carry on as if nothing has happened. Uh, so, yes, we, we are living in very interesting times, uh, and that is the current situation, but we can certainly talk more about you know, what the case is going to be looking like against uh, this development, I think. Mm. I think it's so important, and I think it's very important for us as citizens of our beautiful country to be aware of what's going on at government levels. Uh, again, of course, the as you said, literally at midnight, those that information being released, and even the mistakes that were made where initially it was said that children don't have to wear masks even in class. Uh, then there was, you know, oopsie, uh, we made a mistake with regard to that. So it, it seems that government is scrambling a little bit with regard to that. Is that also your perspective? No, absolutely. They are scrambling. I think that they clearly don't want to relinquish the levels of control that they enjoyed under the National Disaster Act, where, again, as we will recall, government controlled literally everything from when you had to be in your house to where you were allowed to go. You weren't even allowed to go to the beach. You weren't allowed to buy certain foods at one point. I mean, you know, this is the type of level of control that government are looking to basically continue ad infinitum under these now health regulations, which have been, I must say, uh, reopened for comment until the 5th of July. So anybody who didn't comment, please do not miss this opportunity. Because again, as we've said before, when it comes to uh, cases that challenge these regulations, the more 
objections we have, the more submissions that have been made to government, the louder our voice becomes, because it is still a democratic process, maybe the last vestiges, to be honest, of a democratic process. But we have to make our, our voices heard and to speak out while we have the opportunity. But let's just look at, you know, the irrationality aspects. You know, government are obviously trying to claim under the now health regulations that COVID is still a severe dread disease, a catastrophe, as I think they have called it, um, in the, in, in the, the, that's coming, another tsunami is heading away. But if you actually look at how this disease has developed, yes, there was obviously a time when it was super serious and everybody, I think, understood that we needed these special regulations. But now government themselves have declassified it on the one hand as something which is worthy of a state of national disaster. But at the same time, and with no consultation, uh, they have now classified it as a level two uh, notifiable medical condition. They put it along the same category as typhoid and tuberculosis and uh, tetanus and hepatitis. And, uh, you know, the, the this is not where this disease is at at this time. And yet they are treating it as such. And they are therefore uh, claiming that they can put in regulations that will literally govern areas of our lives as if that were the case. And again, their own experts, we need to understand, their own medical experts are coming out strongly against them. Uh, uh, Professor Shabir Mahdi has basically said there's absolutely no justification, for example, for mask wearing anymore. There's no justification for limiting gatherings. And you can see that that's the case if you look internationally. I mean, you know, soccer stadiums are full, concerts are full, clubs are full, everything is full. Life's gone back to normal, but somehow not in South Africa. So again, when it comes to the rationality, we have to understand that our fundamental human rights are being eroded, are being limited, severely limited, by these regulations. And government can only do that in terms of our constitution if they can show that it is reasonable, justifiable, logical, rational, and they absolutely can't at this stage. So we believe that the legal challenges are simply going to mount from this point forth. Mm. For people that want to just uh, register their reservations or give their input, where do they go, Michael? Well, the best place to go is going to be to the uh, www.forsa.org.za website. And we do have on our homepage, you can click again to make your submission. And please do engage in this participative democratic process. It is so important that we don't just almost give up and throw up our hands. We need to engage. It'll take you literally two, three minutes to make your individual submission that will go straight to the department. Uh, otherwise, you can download as well a template uh, in a Word form, a doc form, and you can adjust that, cut, copy, paste it, and send it yourself via email. But we need to engage as a citizenry. Uh, this is our nation. We cannot simply allow uh, these regulations to be the way by which we are governed uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, it, it is the antithesis of a democratic participative process where the, the, the good the goodwill and the and, and the and the rights and the uh, interests of its citizens are considered mm. uh, we need to be speaking up at this time
Definitely. So go to www.4sa.org.za. Thank you for your time, Michael Swain, uh, giving us an update with regard to the proposed amendments to the Health Bill and what we as citizens can do with regard to that. Thank you so much for chatting to us this morning. Thank you, Jonathan. Breakfast with Friends, exclusive to CCFM 107.5.